motivation to the people, that's the uplift. Prosperity and growth, we can discuss this. Spread the love, cause I believe in family unity. And equal justice, and equal opportunity. Let's make it great again, fulfill a happy vacancy. It costs you nothing, give you knowledge, yeah, this is free. Us together talking about it, that's the key. Bring the truth, bare facts, that's just me. Ain't gonna stop me for talking about it. Ain't gonna stop me for talking about it. Tonight, I'm going to talk about some things to a man of character do. But we're talking about respect. Building a community. The idea is for us to help each other build and grow. Peace and blessings, family. Welcome to the Bear Facts. Life lessons with the Sugar Bear, where the goal is to motivate and inspire. We're close to closing out yet another year. All praises due to Allah for the ability to maintain my mind, body, and soul enough to continue to bring this podcast to life for you. My prayer is that the Most High continues to bless each and every one of you with great health and prosperity. Last year, I did a podcast around the origins of Christmas. The team and I decided that it was so informative and on point that we need to run it back. Take a few moments to enjoy this flashback to Season 1, Episode 23 of The Bare Facts, simply titled, Christmas. Season's greetings are in order as we move toward a major worldwide celebration of Christmas on December 25th. Christmas is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural commercial phenomenon. For over 2,000 years, people around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious and secular in nature. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as an anniversary of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, the spiritual leader whose teachings form the basis of the religion. Popular customs include exchanging gifts, decorating trees, attending church, sharing meals with families, and of course, waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. Now, how did Christmas start? The middle of winter has long been a time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. Many peoples rejoiced around the winter solstice when the worst of winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. In Scandinavia, the North celebrated Yule from December 21st, the winter solstice through January. In recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs, which they would set on fire. The people would feast until the log burned out, which could be as many as 12 days. The Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. The end of December was a perfect time for celebration in most areas of Europe. At that time of year, most cattle were slaughtered so they would not have to be fed during the winter. For many, it was the only time of year when they had supply of fresh meat. In addition, most wine and beer made during the year was finely fermented and ready for drinking. In Germany, people honored the pagan god Odin during the midwinter holiday. Germans were terrified of Odin as they believed he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe his people and then decide who would prosper or perish. Because of his presence, many people chose to stay inside. Let's talk about Saturnalia, which is in Rome, where winters were not as harsh as in the far north, but Saturnalia, a holiday in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture, was celebrated. Beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and continuing a full month, Saturnalia was a hedonistic time when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down. For a month, slaves would become masters. Peasants were in command of the city. Businesses and schools were closed so everyone could join in the fun. Also around the time of winter solstice, Romans observed Juvenalia, a feast honoring the children of Rome. In addition, members of the upper classes often celebrated the birth of Mithra, the god of unconquerable sun, on December 25th. It is believed that Mithra, an infant god, was born of a rock. For some Romans, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. So, is Christmas really the day Jesus was born? 
In early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated. In the fourth century, church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Unfortunately, the Bible does not mention the date as his birth, a fact Puritans later pointed out in order to deny legitimacy of the celebration. Although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring, why would shepherds be heard in the middle winter anyway? Pope Julius I chose December 25th. It is commonly believed that he chose that date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan Centenaria Festival, first called the Feast of the Nativity. The custom spread to Egypt by 432 AD and to England by the end of the 6th century. Jesus' birth was celebrated on December 25th, and January 6th became the date that people marked the Feast of the Epiphany, commemorating when the wise men arrived in Bethlehem and found Jesus in the manger. The period of time between both dates will become known as the 12 days of Christmas. By the 17th century, religious reforms were gaining speed, and they also impacted how Christmas was celebrated. Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans canceled Christmas and did not return until Charles II returned to the throne. When the pilgrims came to North America in 1620, they did not bring Christmas with them. It was actually outlawed in Boston from 1659 to 1681. Not wanting to embrace anything British, Americans declined to celebrate Christmas after the American Revolution. So Christmas wasn't a federal holiday in the U.S. until June 26, 1870. It wasn't until the 19th century that Americans began to embrace Christmas. Around this time, English author Charles Dickens created the classic holiday tale, A Christmas Carol. The story's message, the importance of charity and goodwill towards all humankind, struck a powerful chord in the United States and England and showed members of Victorian society the benefits of celebrating the holiday. The family was also becoming less disciplined and more sensitive to the emotional needs of children during the early 1800s. Christmas provided families with a day when they could lavish attention and gifts on their children without appearing to spoil them. As Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. People looked toward recent immigrants and Catholic and Episcopalian churches to see how the day should be celebrated. In the next 100 years, Americans built a Christmas tradition, all their own, that included pieces of many customs, including decorating trees, sending holiday cards, and gift giving. Although most families quickly bought into the idea that they were celebrating Christmas, how it had been done for centuries, Americans had really reinvented a holiday to fill the cultural needs of a growing nation. So, who invented Santa Claus? Well, the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to monk St. Nicholas, who was born in Turkey around 200 AD. St. Nicholas gave away all his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside, helping the poor and sick, becoming known as the protector of children and sailors. St. Nicholas first entered American culture in the 18th century in New York, when Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, Dutch for St. Nicholas, or Santa Claus for short. Santa Claus draws his name from this abbreviation. So, what does Santa Claus have to do with Jesus? Fundamentally, there's no meaningful connection. Some may say Santa Claus distracts from the message of the birth of Christ. So, why do we give gifts? I've been asking the same question. I need some answers. You got them? You got to let me know. In the meantime, happy holidays to you and yours. Any questions or comments on this episode? Hit me up, barefax 7 at yahoo.com or the Barefax Facebook page. Till the next episode, keep a smile on your face, peace in your heart, and a sugar bear on your mind. And remember, dare to blaze your own path. It's so much fun. Peace. This episode of the Bear Facts is powered by Buzzsprout, executive produced by J. Will for RJW Enterprises Incorporated, music coordinated by Icewater for Indicave Studios. The Sugar Bear is available to respond to your feedback, questions, comments, and show ideas. Use the email bearfacts 7 at yahoo.com. Continue to check for the Bear Facts on your favorite podcast platforms. 